Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Hello and welcome to Exo Higher Self, the podcast where you send us your questions and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. This is your host, Bunny Michael. It's another week. I'm so happy to be here. We just keep trucking, don't we? Yes, we do. So how many of you did the higher self meditative challenge this week? Last week, I suggested taking five to 10 minutes a day to close your eyes and meditate on the love within you, your own divinity, your higher self. I hope for those of you that did, it helped to shift your perspective a little bit during your day. You know, in this world with all of the noise and all the distraction, we need all the tools we can get to plug back into our spirit. I know when I go through a lot of time without taking the time to connect You know, after a couple of weeks or so of not doing my practice, I just start feeling confused and angry and moody and triggered. And I finally get to a place where I'm like, okay, I need to meditate or write a journal entry to my higher self. I can tell that I am really not aligned right now. And when I finally do, I remember that feeling again, like a breath of fresh air. And I remember my self-compassion and I'm like, damn, I need to do this more, right? So yeah, the more you do it, the easier it is to remember how much you need it and how much you actually enjoy it. And why do we need it? Because we need our true selves. Of course, we're going to feel lost if we've been ignoring ourselves. That existential crisis feeling is really just forgetting who we really are. And that's why it feels so uneasy. So that's why this practice, this prioritizing of just a little bit of time can really, really go a long way. And for those of you who are like, hmm, I can't really get into meditation, like meditation isn't my thing, start by writing a letter to your higher self. Ask your higher self for guidance. Thank your higher self for all of your blessings. Tell your higher self things you want to let go of, ways you want to treat yourself with more kindness and compassion. Writing is an excellent way to channel in. I also wanted to say, because some people have asked, there is really no question for this podcast too big or too small to send in. It doesn't have to be about states of higher consciousness or your quote-unquote spiritual path. There's no topic off limits here. So if you've been wanting to send in a question but have been hesitant because you don't think it's important enough, please don't let that stop you, okay? We all need all the support we can get. So there is no shame here and there is no judgment here. This is a safe space. 
Oh, and please, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com backslash exohigherself if you haven't already, especially if you have sent in a question because it could be on our bonus episodes. All right? Okay, babes, I'm so excited for you to hear this week's question, so let's get it started. This question is from an email. Dear Bunny, Hi, thank you for reading my email. I left a seven-year-long toxic relationship in October 2019, and although I'm in a much better place, I've realized that I am still dealing with internalized patterns now that I'm in a new and healthier relationship. For example, my ex and I were very codependent. He didn't really have any friends or hobbies, so I was his life. And because of my family history of women taking care of the men in their life, I also felt the need to take care of him. This led to us doing everything together, which made me feel stifled and isolated. I'm now in a relationship with someone who has his own life, friends, hobbies, etc., and I'm very happy about it. Even though I love the fact that we both exist individually, but in parallel, I can't get rid of the feeling of betrayal, abandonment, hurt when he doesn't choose me. For example, we had plans to hang out on a Saturday, but didn't make any concrete decisions. So he asked if he could work on his music with a friend earlier in the day and meet up later. Automatically, I felt annoyed and hurt that he wouldn't want to see me as soon as possible and spend as many hours together as we could. I'm still having trouble trusting my feelings and emotions and understanding them, so I don't know if I'm being unreasonable or not. Could you please help me with these conflicting thoughts that I can't figure out? Thank you, Nina. Hey, sweetheart. It makes sense that you're still healing some unhealthy patterns from your past relationship. You can't expect it to not be hard and to not get triggered. That annoyed sort of angry response you had at your partner for wanting to hang out with his friend is just the result of the fear of abandonment, but just because you are afraid in that moment doesn't mean it's based on reality. You learned from the past that if you don't have your own independence in a relationship, it can lead to a lot of unhappiness. And that's not what you want in this relationship for yourself or for your partner. Let's just take a step back and look at what actually happened in that moment. Your partner still wanted to hang out with you, but also wanted to hang out with a friend and work on music. Not only is it important for him to have time with his friends, but it's also extremely important for him to have his creative time. So he isn't breaking his commitment to seeing you. He's just trying to do both. Additionally, he asked you if that was okay with you first. He's displaying thoughtfulness to your feelings. Why? Because he loves you and cares about you. His desire to see his friends and work on music isn't to get away from you. It's his higher self wanting to have balance and healthy patterns and tend to all his relationships. The better he takes care of himself in this way, the better partner he can be for you. It doesn't surprise me that you are now dating someone who is less codependent because your higher self has guided you to a situation where there is more opportunity for you to focus on your needs. When he hangs out with his friends, you can hang out with yours or have some special alone time. If you were with another person who wanted to spend 24-7 together, it might be hard for you at this point to advocate for your alone time since you're still healing from those patterns, right? This is a great match for you. Can you see this as a blessing? 
In my opinion, it's also extremely romantic to miss someone. Like just because he's with his friend doesn't mean he doesn't miss you or think about you or isn't excited to get to see you again. You're in his heart and that's how love works. It doesn't go away if you're not physically together. Trust isn't just about being able to trust your partner won't do anything to hurt you. Trust is also trusting the power of the bond you two have and that it can withstand some distance. It can withstand a disagreement. It can withstand hard conversations. It can withstand the ups and downs that inevitably happen in all relationships. If it was so fragile that it felt like it might fall apart if the two of you aren't always together, then that would be a serious red flag, right? Growth isn't easy and it doesn't always feel good. But you are doing an amazing job at building up your awareness and stepping into a more trusting and joyful perspective. It's okay that your feelings get hurt sometimes. It's okay that jealousy comes up. But that isn't the whole story. The next time you feel that way, take some deep breaths before you respond and ask yourself, what would my higher self say here? Hi, Bunny. I really, really love your Instagram. Um, And you've just brought so much more peace and happiness to my life based on the reminder that we just have to be a bit kinder to ourselves every single day. Um, And I just want to say thank you so much. But I have been having a bit of struggles with my sexuality. In November of last year, I identified as a lesbian. I started reading um, about Compet and started realizing that I had have never been attracted to men and I have never longed for a relationship with a man. Um, and that kind of made me realize like, oh, I'm not really interested in men. But now I'm starting to have conversations with my therapist about my fear of men and how my relationships with men in the past have maybe like just shaped me who I am today. And it's starting to bring up a fear that maybe I am identifying as a lesbian because I have been hurt by so many men before. I've also never been in a relationship with a man. And I feel like a little voice in my head is saying like, you've never been in a relationship with a man. How do you even know? So I've just been dealing with a lot of doubt and yeah, I just, I just want to be at peace with whatever happens and to also stop this in like internal dialogue um, and questioning because nothing has really changed. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Aw, thanks for the sweet message and for your vulnerability. I think when it comes to sexuality, we feel this pressure to identify as one thing or the other. And then once you choose that thing, it's like it can't change. And that's a natural response, especially for queer people who experience oppression. And so their queer identity is a badge of honor. When I was a teenager, I had my first girlfriend when I was 15 and my parents were totally against it. And I remember my mom took me to this therapist. It was the first time I ever went to therapy. And it was this older, like over 60 years old, white cis male who on our first session drew on this big piece of paper this chart of boxes with all my familial relationships and arrows pointing this way and that and it was a psychological quote-unquote map of why I'm gay and I remember thinking to myself I don't give a fuck why I'm gay I'm just am gay 
I mean, where is the chart that answers why a person is straight? Like, where is that chart? It was some seriously homophobic stuff. My mom just didn't know any better, and I never went back to that guy, so don't worry. Anyway, what I'm saying is that we live in a world where people want to have the answer for why we are the way we are, and so we go through our past and our trauma and sort of create our own maps of what shaped us. And that digging up with the right therapist, mind you, can be extremely healing and has huge benefits to building our awareness. But at a certain point, you realize that simply analyzing your past doesn't bring you in touch with the whole of who you are. And that's because you are so much more than your past, your story, your parents, and your experience. You are a spirit having a human experience. And you are here for one purpose, and that is to love and be loved. How you experience that love and where and with who and how they identify and what body parts they have isn't actually the point because love is beyond form and it is experienced spiritually. I guess what I'm saying is that you are love and you are free to share your love wherever your heart takes you and that can evolve over time. I don't think that you've been with women because you are afraid of men. I think you've been with women because you could experience love with them. And that's enough of a reason. As you continue on your path, you will keep healing and evolving, but for now, you're perfect just how you are. You don't have to be anything but you. Don't put this pressure on yourself to have something wrong that needs to be fixed. You don't need to be fixed. This journey is one day at a time, and we don't know how love will show up on any given day. All we can do is keep following it. Put it first in all our decisions. Put our faith and trust in love and just surrender to our own divinity. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Content warning, the following question and answer talk about suicide. Hi, Bunny. I was curious if you had any advice for someone like me. Ooh, I'm really nervous. (laughs) Um, I've been experiencing depression for about 10 or so years now. And um, 
that depression has unfortunately gotten much more severe in the past three-ish years. And it's gotten to the point where I've had to shave all my hair because I had sores developing from not properly taking care of my hygiene. And I've also developed nine cavities, (laughs) amongst other things. My parents are extremely angry with me because they see me making poor choices about my health every day, as in not taking the medication that I should be taking, not getting out of bed, not taking care of my hygiene or brushing my teeth. And yeah, um, sorry. Um, when they see me do things like eating food that is really terrible for your health and not helping me any, in any way, they become extremely angry with me, but I don't think they recognize that I don't want to be alive and I don't know what to do anymore because I feel like I can't make proper decisions about my health anymore because I'm so clouded by the fact that I don't want to be alive and I have no friends, no money, no support in any kind of way. I have no family who I can support or who can support me, excuse me. And um, even if they did have the compassion to support me, which they don't, they don't have the capacity. So I can't rely on anyone. I don't know what to do, but I guess what I'm asking is how do I regain the want to live again? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your honesty and vulnerability. I know a lot of people listening can relate to how you feel. I certainly can. I've struggled with depression for years. I know that when you're in it, you can't see a way out. And all the effort to do the things you know will actually help, like taking your meds, seems pointless. But right now, I want to separate those thoughts of not wanting to live with who you are. The thoughts are not who you are. The thoughts are your illness speaking to you. In truth, you are your higher self who knows you deserve love and care and self-compassion. That's who you really are. Just like when we get physically ill, it's really hard to think about anything other than our sickness. Our thoughts are constantly focused on the hurt we're going through because it's so powerful it feels like it can overpower us. But in truth, it can't. And when you take your meds, you lower the symptoms of the illness so you can have some distance and perspective and feel your being beyond the sickness. You can begin to stop identifying with it. True, it is part of your story, but it's not the whole story. These depressive thoughts are not your fault. There is no shame in having them. Our brains get stuck in thought patterns, and we all need help in removing ourselves from the cycle. Some people need more help than others at different times in their life. I know right now it feels like your parents are not compassionate, but is that you talking or your illness? Isn't it true that your parents are just scared and desperately want you to get better because they love you? 
And because they don't have the same illness, it's hard for them to fully understand your experience, but that doesn't mean they don't have compassion. There are a lot of people who do understand your experience who you can reach out to. Are you in therapy? I'm assuming you have a psychiatrist because you have meds, but are you also seeing a psychologist weekly? You need to be, sweetheart. I think it would be great to look into some therapy groups too with other people your age who struggle with suicidal tendencies. There are so many of us and we need each other. Most importantly, if you're having thoughts of taking your life, please reach out for help. If you don't feel comfortable talking to a friend or family member, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. Or you can text them hello to 741 741. These are people who have a lot of experience and understanding in what you're going through. Depression can become a filter to all of our experiences and it can be really scary. But honey, it's an illness. It's not who you are. And you absolutely deserve to have all the resources and help to manage that illness. I love you, sweetheart. You are a gift and a blessing to this world. You have a bright future. Remember who you really are. You are divinity, a divine spirit here to share your light. It's not always an easy task, but you have the power within you accessible at all times. It's the love in your heart. It's always been there and it will never leave. Trust it. Take your meds. Go to therapy. Reach out. Call the hotline. Do one small step at a time. It's not a question of your will to live. You do have will to live. It's a question of doing things that will quiet the illness lying to you and telling you that you don't. Hi, Bunny. I am really excited to be calling to get your insight on this. Um, I struggle a lot with uh, reconciling who I am and who my body is or what my body is and how I look. I feel connected to my higher self for, I'm going to say half the time, to be honest. And then I remember I have a body and I look a certain way and the way that I look isn't necessarily something that society would deem as, you know, perfectly gorgeous, as women are taught to strive to look like. And I sometimes fall into these patterns of not liking the way that I look, adjusting certain things on my body that I wish that I could adjust in my mind, even though there's really no way to quote-unquote fix it. And I was just wondering what you would recommend for us to get out of this kind of trap, (laughs) this trap of not feeling like the beauty on the outside is matching what's going on inside or what this vessel we are in uh, is not enough. It feels that way a lot of the time. I do remember a lot of conditioning as a kid, a lot of, you know, Uh, dark hair on my arms or eyebrows, one eyebrow versus two eyebrows. (laughs) And I've adjusted as much as I could, but I'm tired of adjusting. And I want to be able to accept myself and not be afraid to present myself to the world in a way that won't 
cause any kind of um, anxiety on my part. Like, oh my gosh, are they looking at my arm hair? Are they looking at my nose? I would love to know what some best practices are for me so that I can let go of this and really be free. Thanks, Bunny. I wrote this tweet the other day that said, Our culture defines beauty as a rare quality, but truthfully, everyone is beautiful. The ability to see the full spectrum of beauty is rare. We have all been mentally conditioned to judge beauty according to a standard that is based on racism and fat phobia. And that didn't happen accidentally. It was a politically motivated conditioning in order for people to stay in power. In order to dehumanize people, to justify treating them cruelly, you had to make them less than. During colonial times, it was believed that the wider you are, the closer you are to divinity. Because darker skin was seen as more primitive, more civilized, was closer to God. Caste systems were created, the darker the skin, the lower on the hierarchical scale. Not only political systems, but also so-called scientists have justified racial hierarchy. The eugenics movement in Europe and in the U.S. used biology and science to enforce this so-called biologically ideal human in order to advance civilization. In 1939, Norman and Norma, two statues that supposedly represented the average human proportions, were created. This so-called ideal was used to enforce anti-immigration policies in the U.S., forced sterilizations, and the gender binary. If you're not already following gender nonconforming artists and intellectual Alok, that's A-L-O-K on Instagram, you really should. They post a lot about the gender binary and racism and body hair and how what is attractive and what isn't is constantly fed to us as based in reality when it is a social construct that we can unlearn. And so here you are working on yourself and connecting to your higher self. And because you've been building your awareness, you can begin to see a glimpse of this truth. You said you wanted to match your higher self, how you feel inside with how you look outside. But what you really need to do is stop identifying those thoughts of you being not good enough. It's the thoughts that don't match your higher self, not how you look. We are all divinity, period. The more beauty you see in yourself, the closer you are to reality. This racist, white supremacist, fatphobic, capitalistic enforced version of yourself that you see in the mirror is an illusion, babes. I remember when I was in the seventh grade, I had this boyfriend who was like my first love. Matt Perry was his name. Jeez, I wonder what happened to him. (laughs) Anyway, one day after school, he came out of the boys' locker room and was like, all the guys are asking me if you are hairy all over. And I was mortified. Before that, I didn't even think there was anything wrong with my body hair. And then I became like super embarrassed about it. I like bleached my mustache and I started noticing how much thicker my body hair was compared to my friends. But at the time, I just didn't realize how a locker room full of children who grew up in a racist household doesn't know squat about what true beauty is. You are radiant, hun, and so am I, and so is everyone else listening to this. If anyone can't see your beauty, 
They can't see you. They can only see a filter of their own mental conditioning. Let's all stop selling ourselves short and start seeing ourselves and the world through the eyes of our higher self. It's so much more lovely over here. Well, that sums up this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to everyone who sent in questions and was so honest and vulnerable. Your participation in this podcast is helping a lot of people. So thank you so, so much for that. And keep sending in questions, everyone, whenever your heart calls you to do that. All right, don't forget to support us at Patreon at patreon.com backslash self. I will see you next week. Have a beautiful, beautiful week. I love you and so does your higher self. See you later. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 